Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. How many times have you walked into a retail store to buy something that you needed, but after a long period of time, you just couldn't find it? You walked up and down the aisles, looking on every shelf until you got frustrated enough to finally flag down a salesman. Well, after a while of searching, they couldn't find what you wanted either. So they pulled out their cell phone and contacted the manager of the store. He told the clerk that they didn't stock that item anymore because the company that they got them from no longer made them. And this reminds me of the Christian life. Many times a factory will discontinue making a certain product because it's being replaced with something newer and better. They stop producing the old version and retool for the new one. Likewise, the old sinful person that we used to be must be replaced by a new and improved one. In the past, each of us was involved with sin, but now we must renounce and give it up. We must completely stop the production of sin in our lives and begin producing the new fruits of Christ. Look at Romans 6.1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? When you continue doing something, the activity will keep happening without ending. I mean, you're going to persistently pick up where you left off without ever stopping. True repentance is about bringing disobedient behavior to an end. It is to turn away from sin and sinning no more. How many times have you read a book, for example, and after reading through all the chapters, you finally got to the last page where it said, the end. Well, the book had come to its completion and was finished. This is a way that a Christian needs to be in regards to sin. Sin must come to an end, and a new life of righteousness must begin. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Repentance is so important that without it, you will perish. Luke 13, 1, there were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye, that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things, I tell you, nay. But except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Or those eighteen, upon whom the tower in Siloam fell, and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay. But except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon, and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this, this fig tree, <coughs> excuse me, on this fig tree, <coughs> and I find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. As sinners, each of us has brought forth the fruit of sinful activities. But true Christianity is about shunning these types of deeds. Sincere repentance requires that we bring forth the fruits of righteousness, which are manifested in the lives of those 
who possess genuine faith. Luke 3, 7. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid under the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. When we come to Christ Jesus, he offers us the incredible gift of his mercy and grace. Rather than using his forgiveness as an opportunity to turn their lives around, some people will receive it in vain, because it never produces the fruits of an obedient heart towards God. 2 Corinthians 6.1 We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. You know, the misuse of God's grace is found in the next passage, 2 Peter 2.20. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog has turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. You know, the life of the Apostle Paul is a huge example to each of us what true repentance does inside of somebody's heart. His life had completely changed, and he wasn't the same man that he used to be. 1 Corinthians fifteen nine, For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Christianity is about transforming into a new creature and never looking back. It's a refusal to return to what you once were, and being remanufactured into a man of God. Ephesians 4.22, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Galatians 6.15, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Colossians 3.9, Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed knowledge after the image of him that created him. A musician will keep practicing over and over and over until they finally get the part right. Well, Christians must do the same. They must practice their faith until they finally get it right. Romans eight twelve. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Remember that the Lord Jesus preached to go and sin no more. And this is the Christian mandate. 
and nobody is exempt from submitting themselves to the will of God. When you consider the agony that the Lord went through in order to deliver us from our sins, love would compel you to obey him in everything. The sinful man of our past must be discarded, and the assembly line must be retooled. To obtain eternal life, the old man must be replaced with the new one that is new and improved. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLK JBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, Lord willing. We will talk with you some more tomorrow. Until then, bye-bye, everybody.